I'm Danny Valentino, and welcome to Crypto on the Beat, a podcast that explores the relationship between music and cryptocurrency. Every episode, we break down the latest news in the space and are joined by some of the players on the cutting edge of these new trends that are helping to reshape our world. This is Crypto on the Beat. Coming up on this episode of Crypto on the Beat, we're diving into the latest headlines, plus my interview with Michael Simpkins, founding partner of Eleven, the first nightclub in the world to accept crypto as payment. We're really curating an amazing group of Web3 investors, business titans, and also celebrities and influencers in there. So I think it's going to be a really cool group to be a part of and have real world utility and also Web3 utility. A very interesting conversation where we'll get into all that and more a bit later in the show. But before that, there's lots happening in the world of crypto right now. So let's get into it. The International Music Summit, or IMS, has released its business report for 2022, and it highlighted the increasing role that Web3, the metaverse, and NFTs are playing in the industry, with dance music playing a leading role. 64% of all music NFTs were issued by EDM artists, with the top five on the list being Blau, Steve Aoki, Grimes, Don Diablo, and The Weeknd. The report went on to show how Web3 technology has allowed younger, digitally native artists to cut out the middleman and build directly monetized relationships with their fans. Exciting stuff. Legendary producer and hip-hop star Timbaland has found a fascinating way to take his board Ape NFT ownership to new levels, as he is essentially having his Ape, which he named Congo, start its own music career even creating a simulated beef between the two of them, where Congo is basically telling Timbaland, your time is over and it's my time now. Let me show you how it's done from 2022 and on. A series of new songs and videos are in the works and should be a lot of fun to watch develop. Get the feeling it won't be long until we get our first artist native to the blockchain on the Billboard charts. And LimeWire is back. The former peer-to-peer file sharing site, which was once the mecca of pirated music, has officially returned as an NFT marketplace with some pretty big artists among the first to be featured, including Travis Barker, Dylan Francis, and Brandy. The company has already partnered with Universal Music Group for global content licensing and is planning to launch their own token later this year, which would provide community access and a reward system for holders. Interestingly enough, Napster also in the process of relaunching as a crypto-friendly site as well. On previous episodes of this show, we've talked to artists like Steve Aoki and Cascade and, and Justin Blau, who've talked about how NFTs in the metaverse are changing the game for artists and the way they interact with their fans. But this type of change is also happening in other parts of the industry as well, including nightlife and, and hospitality. And uh, over the past few years, we've seen clubs starting to accept crypto as a form of payment. We've seen uh, NFT-based social clubs and restaurants springing up all over the country uh, and even nightclubs and festivals joining the metaverse. And uh, one of the brands that's been leading the way with this type of innovation uh, is Eleven, uh, the nightclub in Miami, among the top grossing clubs in the world. And that's really just the tip of the iceberg uh, for them. And I'm very excited to welcome in uh, to the show a partner at Eleven who can tell us more about the work they're doing in the crypto space and uh, can also tell us about many of the crypto-related changes that are taking place in nightlife and beyond. Michael Simpkins is here. Welcome. 
Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Awesome. I mean, for starters, why don't you just give us uh, a brief background uh, about yourself and how you arrived uh, at 11? Okay. So I'm, I'm born and raised in Miami and seeing the tremendous change that's happening in this city. It's really exciting, the evolution into a global, global city. Uh, in 2014, my partners, Dennis Segori, Mark Roberts, and I opened up 11 as an ultra club in downtown Miami. It quickly became one of the most successful nightclubs in the country and has grown and is currently the highest grossing nightclub per square foot in the world. We have a 24-hour license over there. And on a typical Friday, Saturday night, you see Tiesto or Drake or Travis Scott, um, some big, big celebrities come through there. But also kind of uh, on this journey, um, we, we were the first nightclub to accept uh, cryptocurrency. And our brand has expanded into a lifestyle brand and we're developing a hotel, 65 story hotel, and we're developing a 470 unit condominium. And those are the first pre-construction uh, real estate development projects to accept cryptocurrency through a partnership with FTX. So we've really embraced kind of this movement into Web3 early on. We, we own Board Punk number 11 as well. And uh, really excited about becoming a direct participant in the Web3 space. I mean, you've, you've given a, a great overlay, I think, of a lot of the things we're going to discuss here over the next uh, next little bit. I want to paint the full picture a bit, though. You talked about Miami and uh, and just how the city has become, uh, they want to become, it seems like, the crypto capital of the country. Uh, they've launched their own coin. Uh, the mayor, I think, is taking his entire salary in Bitcoin. I mean, just yep. talk a bit about just like the environment down there in, in, in Miami with regards to crypto. Well, I would say it's really been the last decade that a group of stakeholders and nonprofits led by the Knight Foundation and some of the political leadership made an initiative for Miami to attract higher paying jobs and in particular, technology. We made a great run at Amazon and people were surprised when we were in the top 20 finalists when they had that uh, HQ2 kind of, uh, uh, you know, search. And Miami has really been plugging away for a long time and putting in the structural infrastructure, cultural um, things needed to attract a lot of the individuals um, that are a part of a lot of these technology companies. When COVID started and the world went on lockdown and Florida was one of the only places open, um, kind of that decade of work of laying the groundwork all came together uh, when our mayor, you know, put out the tweet and uh, really invited everyone here, both on the tech side and embracing crypto. And it's kind of been a flood. We've always had people from South America, New York, coming and moving to Miami, usually on the tail end of their career. And now you're seeing people in the prime of their career from Southern California, Northern California, Chicago, and all parts of the United States. So it's it's a lot of new people, but really um, excited to build here and, and live here. They want to turn it into the Silicon Valley of crypto, uh, the city of Miami. I mean, it's it works good. You know, there's a big uh, crypto population, obviously, in Puerto Rico and Panama. So it's a quick trip for those folks. Uh, New York is is like, uh, you know, part of 
Miami and New York have this connection. So quick trip uh, up and down the East Coast. And it feels like a natural fit. And I think it will grow in popularity in my prediction over the next few years as the crypto capital of the world. You mentioned it earlier, first nightclub in the country to start accepting crypto. That was last year uh, coming out of the pandemic. You made that announcement. What's yep. the reaction been like? And like, you know, how many people are, are uh, actually coming in and uh, saying, hey, I want to I want to buy a table with my Ethereum? Well, it's been great. And people, we've processed about $7 million in USD of, of crypto transactions. And it's exactly usually that people purchasing tables using either their Bitcoin or Ethereum. And I just think it, it kind of speaks to people that are VCs and investors and founders uh, in that area. You know, they're, they're coming, they're using it and they're enjoying themselves. So for somebody who might think it's like so abstract, how exactly am I paying with crypto? Like, how does it work? Do I take out my Coinbase account? Do I transfer over to you guys? And then what do you do with the crypto once you have it? Yeah. So it basically is, is like that. So people sometimes in advance when they're making reservations for tables will do it before, or they can do it very similar to how you, you described uh, with our processor, a company called OpenNode. We are for the most part holding the crypto that we, we've taken. So obviously our, our average price, uh, we're a little bit underwater on, but we're believers uh, long-term that crypto is, is here to stay. Price will appreciate, we believe, over time. So we're not giving us much anxiety and we're holding a bunch of crypto. Now, you guys were the first to do this, uh, accept crypto as payment and uh, other clubs uh, across the country now have followed suit. So uh, 11 paving the way there. And you're also uh, looking to expand the brand. You're building a couple of hotel and uh, residential towers across the street from the club. And uh, it looks like these will be integrated into the scene there quite nicely. There'll be trendy restaurants, uh, nightlife you're accepting crypto as payment, of course, uh, for the units, uh, which is also a first. And just talk a bit about these, uh, as it sounds like the plan is uh, to bring a Vegas-style experience to Miami. Yeah, it really is. So the first tower is 375 units that we sold, but it operates as a hotel. There's a total of eight uh, restaurants and nightlife venues. Um, there's event space. There's a private gym, there's a Medispa, sports bar, day club. So really is Vegas and Miami. I think Cosmopolitan is probably the best comparable or Cosmopolitan Las Vegas to what we are creating in the middle of downtown Miami. So people were really excited about that. It sold out in about four months, which was record time. So we decided to launch another tower next door that's connected. That one is predominantly a condominium tower. And that one had 475 units and sold out in a similar time frame. And they're paying in crypto for some of these. We So out of a total of 875 units that we sold, 70 of the units sold using cryptocurrency, representing about $60 million of value in the units. And three people used ApeCoin as well. Unbelievable. That's the, uh, the the native coin to the, the Board Ape Yacht Club. So this is all part of the 11 ecosystem. And this kind of plays into what you guys are doing now. You've launched a crypto division 
within 11, which is, which is crazy. You're now also introducing this NFT project called the Captain's Club. This is going to allow unparalleled access to the entire ecosystem. And I think this is important to talk about because many people see NFTs and they think it's a JPEG that just goes up on the screen and that's it. But this is so much more than that. Just tell us about the, the Captain's Club and, and what this is going to mean for somebody who owns one of these. Yeah. So we're really excited about our entry into Web3 through our initial NFT collection, our Genesis collection, the 11 Captain's Club. It's 1,111 NFTs. And each of the artwork is unique. It's um, it's different images of our hats. We sell millions of dollars a year of these baseball caps. I think that that's really what got my partners and I kind of to recognize it's, it was more than a nightclub and a lifestyle brand that people were purchasing these hats, taking the experience uh, home that they had, the feeling that they had when they were there. So we paid homage to, to the hat and we have our creative director, John Massey, who was uh, creative director at Skechers for 10 years before. He created this regenerative art. There's different rarities. Uh, you'll be able to go to a website and see where your particular NFT lands. Um, so that was an important part for us. But really what got us excited is when we saw NFTs evolving from collectibles to having utility and doing things, right. either being access, membership, um, or the sort. So we said, you know, we have this very in-demand club on a typical Friday, Saturday night. There'll be a two to three hour wait to get in. So owning one of these NFTs will allow you to skip the line in a sense. We're going to create a captain's line, kind of like a TSA line uh, at the airport for express entry in. There'll also be exclusive parties for Captain Club members, and it will be an alpha group. So this 1,111 people, we're going to connect them all in private Discord and Telegram and have them be able to interact with each other, communicate, maybe invest with each other, do things. So we think we're really curating an amazing group of Web3 investors, business titans, and also celebrities and influencers in there. So I think it's going to be a really cool group to be a part of, great community, and uh, have real-world utility and also Web3 utility. It's an exciting time. And I mean, not just uh, for you, but for, for somebody in nightlife in general, you got to pay attention to this stuff because these social NFT clubs uh, seem to be uh, becoming a bigger and bigger part of the space. There's a restaurant in New York that's going to open up, I think, next year. Going to be the same kind of situation. I think Coachella even uh, just did a drop very similar where they, they put NFTs out there and uh, they offered lifetime access to the festival, main stage access for, for each year, things like that. And I know some of these sold for, for six figures. I mean, how big of a part of nightlife do you believe these NFT clubs can become? I think it's going to be a material portion. And those those projects that you mentioned, Fly Fish Club with Barry, Gary V, Coachella, Lynx Dow, which, which is a group of people that are uh, uh, investing in NFTs to buy a golf course. These kind of in real life businesses that are utilizing NFTs and Web3 technology to kind of Put the community, uh, you know, think of them uh, as part of the process as opposed to just the customer, I think is going to become more and more prevalent over the years to come. And we're we're really looking forward to being on the forefront of this revolution. Revolution. I think that's a great word to describe uh, what we're living through here uh, in this space. Now, you mentioned earlier that you guys bought uh, a Bored Ape NFT. 
And uh, I'm wondering if you have uh, any special plans for that, because we're starting to see some pretty interesting developments uh, in that particular area. Uh, At Tomorrowland in Belgium this summer, the uh, first ever performance uh, from an NFT group is going to take place uh, when the Ape Rave Club takes the stage there. And uh, that'll go down uh, in July. And uh, we also just saw Kygo and Ryan Tedder have announced that uh, they're taking their board apes and they formed uh, a music duo that's going to release uh, NFT native music uh, sometime soon as well. So uh, I'm wondering what you guys might be up to uh, with your board ape. Well, we, we are currently using number 11 for commercial purposes in the club. We have them all over the place when you go there. Uh, We made a series of 111 unique hats that will be a limited edition uh, that it's part of. We we got really lucky, I think, when the uh, Metaverse land came out for Board Ape Yacht Club. Our land is right next to the Board Ape Yacht Club Palace. It's it's one of the most desirable parcels out of the 200,000. I think we're in the top 10 most desirable. So we're planning on doing something certainly with that parcel and looking to utilize. You mentioned the metaverse, which uh, seems to be another big uh, area of interest now in uh, live events uh, and nightlife. Festivals taking place now in the metaverse. Uh, Some popular nightclubs are getting involved. I know Amnesia in Ibiza uh, was one of the first. There's a Hollywood club uh, as well. Thoughts on uh, clubs in the metaverse and uh, possibly involving Eleven in that space? Yeah, we're certainly exploring it. And the plan is for Eleven to get involved in the metaverse. I think that you know, that people a lot of times say, well, which metaverse are you going to participate in? And our philosophy is it's kind of like cities that great hospitality companies can be located in multiple cities and they should be able to be located in multiple metaverses. So we're looking at a bunch of different ones. And, you know, our plan is to have 11s in multiple metaverses in the future. I can only imagine what an 11 nightclub in the metaverse might look like, having been to uh, the club in Miami uh, a handful of times. Uh, yeah. I guess the uh, the sky is the limit as far as the imagination goes. That's that's what we like to think, you know, that the sky is the limit. So we're really, really kind of going to uh, put our best creative thinking uh, together and try to do something exceptional. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing what you might come up with uh, in the future. And uh, I think I'd be doing people a disservice if I didn't at least uh, let you describe what Eleven Nightclub uh, is like, in your own words, uh, for somebody who maybe has not had the uh, opportunity to go. Yeah, so Eleven is a unique nightlife experience. It has uh, Cirque du Soleil performances. It has great lighting. It has music acts. It's got a lot to to look and, and, and be a part of over there and kind of is a, you know, sensory overload, I would say. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Uh, any special nights uh, at the club recently stand out to you? Well, they were all crazy, but one of the most crazy nights was Sunday when Tiesto was performing and Alesso, Kygo, Zed, David Guetta were all in the DJ booth with him at the same time. And Tiesto was playing, you know, their anthems, their greatest hits, and they're all singing along. And that was a really cool, unique night. Well, this was great. Michael Simpkins, partner at Eleven in Miami. First club to accept crypto as a form of payment. They've launched a full crypto division. The NFT club is here. Uh, Metaverse plans in the works. Exciting times in uh, nightlife for sure. And uh, what a great conversation. Michael, great to have you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. That was my conversation with Michael Simpkins, founding partner of Eleven in Miami. 
Really fascinating to see some of these changes happening in nightlife and hospitality, people paying for table service and even real estate now with crypto, and also seeing the rise in members-only NFT clubs, further demonstrating how NFTs are evolving into so much more than just a JPEG on your computer screen. Sounds like we'll be seeing a lot more of these types of clubs around the world in the not-too-distant future. Sirius XM Podcasts.